2: That was Coach Glenn Mason, of course, former Golden Gopher football coach Glenn Mason. He talked to us uh, last hour. That was really a fun conversation, getting his take on what's going on with college football, the bowl picture, of course, Florida State being left out. They're very mad about that, this whole committee choosing who is going to go and then whether the Gophers really deserve to be there with five wins, a uh, bowl game. He thinks there's too many bowl games. It was a really fun conversation. If you want to listen to that, you can go to wccoradio.com, look on the podcast page, or just follow the Morning News with Vinita Salkar wherever you get your favorite podcasts, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Odyssey. Please follow us. We always appreciate it. The podcast then Go right to your phone or computer, and you can uh, check out interviews like the one we had with Glenn Mason. Uh The Vikings were off this weekend, so it's kind of a little bit of a break. It seems like it's been forever since they played. Joining us now on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline is our friend Dane Mizutani with the Pioneer Press. What'd you do with that extra time, Dane?
0: Yeah, I actually got away for a few days. Sure. Um, girlfriend's family's on the east coast, so we did a little family time and uh, got back late last night. Uh, ready, ready to go for what's going to be a, I'm sure, a, a really newsworthy week.
2: Oh, isn't it always? You are just you've got so much content to write about. Okay, let's talk about that game last night, though. Chiefs and Packers. Packers uh, now move to what is it? Six and six, and mm-hmm. and. The, the Chiefs, goodness. I mean, they kind of handed this game to them. It was uh, frustrating to watch the Packers win, but the refs, too, kind of played a part in it.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I think everyone was calling for defensive pass interference there on that last drive, and I don't, I don't blame them. <clears throat> but, you know, when you zoom out and look at what the Packers have been able to do over the past month, I mean, they are 6-6 six and six now above the playoff cut line, and... Frankly, have I think when you look at like the metrics, the second easiest schedule the rest of the way across the league. I mean, as long as they don't blow it, they're a playoff team. So the Vikings are going to be battling with them for playoff positioning, but also just trying to kind of keep up with them, you know, down the stretch for the last five weeks. Um, Jordan Love has turned a corner. Um, I know people in Minneapolis don't like to hear all this stuff, but the Packers—they look like a team. I don't, I don't want to say to be feared, but a team to kind of be respected week in and week out. And then that game on New Year's Eve in Minneapolis, um, which looked like a cakewalk for the Vikings a month ago, is by no means that.
2: It certainly won't be. That's going to be a really that could be a real crucial game, depending on how things play out here the next few weeks. So Justin Jefferson will be back on Sunday. It's been a long time since we've seen him out there, since he's been injured uh, against the Raiders in Vegas what are your thoughts as we lead into this game, and, and, and what can we expect out of this team? Who's going to be the quarterback?
0: Yeah, there's so much going on, right? Like, this, this week, uh, everyone's anticipating the return of Justin Jefferson, as they should. Um, the fact that the Vikings were able to go 5-2 and two without him, I know the last two weeks were very disappointing. But if you said, hey, Justin Jefferson's going to go down, he's going to miss seven games, and you're going to win five of them. I think the Vikings would have taken that, um, but I think getting him acclimated back into this offense shouldn't be too hard because he's such a special player. But you mentioned the quarterback. Who is it going to be? Uh, I, I I don't know for sure, and I'm, we're going to talk to Kevin O'Connell today. We'll we'll be down there at TCO Performance Center in Eagan today, and I'm sure we'll figure that out. I I my gut says Josh Dobbs. I know he's turned the ball over at an alarming rate over the past couple of weeks, but I think you've seen kind of the ceiling with Josh Dobbs and. And if you can just kind of bottle that up, and I think that's on Kevin O'Connell, that's on the Vikings as a whole to do. Um, I think you're a more dangerous team with Josh Dobbs at his the peak of his powers than you are with maybe a Nick Mullins who's going to be more of a game manager. Um, but all of that's going to come together, and uh, yeah, I mean this this week's going to be a big one for the Vikings on the field, obviously, because they need to snap that two game losing streak. But as far as the buildup to that game, um, just as big with, with, with everyone coming back and, and kind of them figuring out what they're going to look like here down the stretch.
2: Right. And you think about it with Justin Jefferson, obviously, you want your superstar back. That's going to mm-hmm. be huge. But it does change the offensive scheme because you put him into play now. And as you mentioned, they were able to win. Without him, how does that change things now, bringing that superstar in, and, and and how the offense is going to work with him back in it?
0: Yeah, I think you never want to lose your best player, um, obviously. But I think this could be a blessing in disguise if the Vikings can figure out how to, to limit the turnovers. Uh, the past seven weeks could be a blessing in disguise because you had Jordan Addison step up. You had TJ Hawkinson step up. And these guys have kind of fallen into roles um, as kind of the main targets on this team without Justin Jefferson. Now you bring Jefferson back into the equation. And remember, he's a guy who's, who's getting double teamed on every play, sometimes triple teamed. Um, so now that you have him attracting so much attention, that only opens you know things up for Jordan Addison, for TJ Hawkinson, for whoever else is, is, is willing to step up. Brandon Powell has been a, a, a really kind of an unsung hero of this team over the last month. So I think it, it, it everything's going to function better with Jefferson in, in in the mix, obviously. But I think there will be kind of a an acclimation process with these guys who have gone from being the main targets over the past month and a half to now, you know, letting Jefferson kind of take all that attention and then serving as more of compliments. But I think it's a good thing. I think the fact that they got that experience under their belt, both you know the pass catchers and the offense as a whole. Um is going to make them better now that they're adding their best player back into the
2: mix. That is so true. That's some good analysis there. Justin, how is he doing mentally? He got off social media. I mean, the trolls were after him. We were talking about this earlier, how there are trolls out there on social media, Mm -hmm. and they just hammer and hammer and hammer, and it got to him where they were getting on him. Like, fantasy players are like, why are you not playing? Do you think that affected him at all, affected his psyche, or he shakes it off and just moves on?
0: I think he's able to, to kind of shake stuff like that off uh, with the best of them. But I, I think when you're constantly getting that, that day in, day out, and, you know, he's a kid who lives on social media. It's part of his branding. It's part of who he is. He likes to interact with the fans. Um, and I think the most frustrating part for him over the last month and a half is nobody wanted to be on the field more than him. You can We get that just by speaking to him, knowing him as a person, um, the ultimate competitor. Um, nobody wanted to be on the field more than him, yet you have people theorizing and, and making things up and calling them out. and He's getting kind of that, that vitriol on social media, but he's also getting the people saying, oh, this is all about the contract and, you know, kind of those tinfoil hat kind of people. So I think all of that collectively just became too much for him. He said, I'm going to turn this social media off. Actually, we talked to him the day before he did it, um, and he said, you know, enough's enough. I'm tired of it. Um, not knowing that he was going to end up, you know, deactivating his socials, you know, in the next 12 hours. Um, But I think it's just something where he's taking care of himself and saying, I can't keep looking at this. Maybe he'll turn them back on when he's back on the field. Um, But kudos to him. Um, He he dealt with it all. um, And then he figured out, hey, you know, I'm just going to take a step back right now. Um, But I I think nobody's more excited to get back on the field than Justin Jefferson. Um, But, also making it very clear nobody wanted to be on the field more than Justin Jefferson over the past month and a half because I think that got lost in translation for some people along the way.
2: That's so true. Uh so how many Vikings fans do you think are gonna be at this game? It would have been fun if the Wolves would have been in that in season tournament in oh, Vegas.
0: Yeah, I mean this is a I've talked to a ton of people, this is definitely a destination trip. I think Delta knows it's a destination trip too, because tickets are like two thousand dollars or on trip oh, to, my to Vegas. Goodness. So um, yeah, I mean, you you get that sometimes with with these destination um, locations for games, but I expect Allegiant Stadium to be to be packed full of Vikings fans. Uh, my best friend lives out there, and he said, you know, Allegiant Stadium oftentimes can feel like a home field advantage for a visiting team because everyone just kind of flocks to Vegas. Um, why wouldn't you? And and I, I don't expect it to be any different um, this weekend. Um, I know a lot of people that are going, um, and I'm sure just collectively if you're a fan of the Vikings and and the schedule comes out this was a game that you circled and said hey let's go.
2: It certainly was one that looked enticing that's for sure it'll be fun to see all that purple there. Dane thanks so much have a good trip and uh, we'll talk to you after the game next week.
0: Yep sounds good.
2: Dane Mizutani with the Pioneer Press